The Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight. Check out my pretty eyes. Gadfly. And this is... (laughs) (laughs) And you are listening to... They did it all for the Wookiee. The Wookiee! The Wookiee! (laughs) (laughs) Greetings, inmates. This is the Blue Fez. Today, we're going to talk about something truly horrific for our upcoming holiday season. I refer, of course, to the 1978-77 holiday travesty, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Dr. Tar Punchline! How about those holograms? (laughs) (laughs) Professor Feather Punchline! Somebody get me a sledgehammer! (laughs) Midnight Gadfly Punchline! Oh, Luke Skywalker, straight from the cabaret! (laughs) (laughs) And I'll throw in a Carney Space Penographer! That's right, fans. We are talking about probably one of the worst Star Wars things ever crafted by human, Wookiee, droid, Sith, whatever hands. The Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes, it's 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 a universally accepted, terrible thing. Any Star Wars fans that know us, they always kind of drop their heads in shame when it comes up. I, on the other hand kind of being the bad or the purveyor of bad movies that I'm I personally kind of have a fondness for this and I started introducing the 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 wee fezzes to this years ago on YouTube and it's become sort of a informal holiday tradition on Christmas Day that we watch the holiday special after opening gifts. It'd be a good double feature with Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, I think. A- absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree. So so I'm, I'm assuming there are probably some people that may not know what we're talking about. So, so what <laughs> happened? You know, after the success of Star Wars, you know, thing hits huge. Everybody loves it. Well, not everybody, but you know, everybody generally agreed that they liked it. There was an idea to do a sort of a holiday special, like around Thanksgiving, Christmas time in '78, and it would be kind of Star Wars themed. And for some reason, George Lucas. In his infinite wisdom, and I put big quotes around that, thought it would be great to center it around the Wookiees on their home planet of Kashyyyk. But the Wookiees wouldn't talk. So they, they wouldn't, because, you know, in Star Wars, you know, Chewbacca's like, ooh, doing that stuff. So the entire time we meet them, it's got to be like that, which I'm sure everybody in there was looking at George like, what the hell is this guy on right now, okay? But he stuck to it, kind of set up the framework for it, and then Lucasfilm walked away and left CBS holding the bag. And what we got was Star Wars and, like, the worst variety show holiday special smashed together. And in, in, in just, like, the, the like 
it's like this unholy fruitcake of of a variety hell. Where um, was Paul Lynn when you needed him? I, oh, oh, well, okay. He would have been played by Harvey Corman. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Oh, let me have my drink. Uh, if you can't see me, I'm pouring on the top of my head. So. <laughs> So yeah, let's let's talk about that, Professor Feather. So so what do we do? We're we're doing a Star Wars thing, and somebody at CBS said we need to stock this with the 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 top comedians of our time, Art Carney. Which I'm like, what? No, Art Carney. Yeah, thirty years ago, maybe sure. Well, we get Harvey Corman, which admittedly was he was kind of at the top of his game then, and Harvey Corman's a funny guy, and B. Arthur. Be Arthur, no. Why? Why are they in this? Why is this happening? Selling love juice. Yeah, and and <laughs> and Corman gets like three three roles in this special, and they get weirder as the show goes on. First, he's a four armed alien like uh, Julia Child, which is just kind of terrifying and oddly alluring at the same time. Which I I just I don't get it. But then then there's the whole weird android bit, and it's. It's just, oh, they're slowing the film down, and it just gets weirder and weirder. And then the, then there's the unfortunate guy who's got a volcano for a head, and he's 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 macking on B. Arthur, and she's pouring juice into his head hole. And it's just, ah. I mean, I remember as a kid watching this and just being, I, I, I didn't know what I was watching. <laughs> I want to like it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, I wanted to like it, and I, I, I have a review that was done, you know, not too long ago uh, by the AV Club. Uh, Nathan Rebin writes, I'm not convinced the special wasn't ultimately written and directed by a sentient bag of cocaine. I believe that's exactly <laughs> what happened here. That's, uh, the the writers self-admitted no, no. Uh, that, that that was it, the case. It, it was a cocaine-addled uh, script. <laughs> Which, you know, he probably looked at it and said, I got to write in Wookiee. I got to get, you know, in the right frame of mind. (laughs) (sighs) I think think that's one of the most brilliant things about the whole thing is that they opted not to have any translation of the Wookiee language. Because when you hear Chewbacca, it's just all a bunch of nonsense, you know. He'll say the same little thing and the person will uh, interpret how they want. And Chewbacca's just standing back and going, I don't care. <laughs> you know, you got that wrong, but I don't care. <laughs> I told him, lick the red rocket. <laughs> <laughs> so but I, I like that. Wow. that. Having said that, that, you know, that that's my positive statement of this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so... I open, uh, you know what? I've op- I've started opening the gift. Let's just keep wrapping. Let's keep ripping this wrapping paper off and open it up for everyone. So they'll share with the with the unsafe yeah yeah. Audience. Oh, so we have great makeup effects with the Wookies and stuff like that, and some interesting costuming and 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 you know it, it was oh it was that kind of like Charles Nelson Riley, um, Sid Marty oh, Croft, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, Sid Marty Croft kind of stuff. But what gets me is what the fuck is with uh, Luke Skywalker's eye makeup? I mean, you know, you've got <laughs> that he had just eye- come, no, he had just gotten back from surgery for that car accident that he was in. Really, so he was made up, yeah, because he wasn't, you know, yeah. I didn't know that. That's what, that I, I was he's really transvestor. That's yeah. why he looks the way he looks. <laughs> yeah, he looks right. almost plastic. Yeah, I wasn't sure yeah. if it was this was post well, free seventies. So. Yeah. So the accident yeah, he, did happen before this, huh? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He he was dreamy in that. I mean, 
really. I mean, it was like a very Revlon dreamy. Commercial. Yes. It was like a Revlon yes. commercial right yes. there. <laughs> yeah, the only thing more disturbing was the quavering voice of Princess Leia during her song at the end. <laughs> oh, my God. The yeah. singing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what was it with Chewbacca's... Uh, Dad, oh my God, that mouth! I was know. kind of creeping me out at one point. Creepy man! Like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, he uh, yeah. Uh, he went on to play a part in Big Little Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lumpy got work later on, which is good for Lumpy. Yeah, you no know, shit. Good for, good for him. Or yeah. no? Wait a minute. Was was the grandpa Lumpy or was that the kid? No, that was a kid. That was the kid. A Wookiee with a. Self-identity issues. They're lumpy. Oh, I'm already typecast. Oh. Yeah, see, I knew nothing. You know, watching it, I didn't know that was Chewbacca's kid or anything. You know, um, so I'm going. I thought at first that it was like a uh, um, in the past, and that he was Chewbacca. Oh, as a kid. But I'm going, man. His dad's really old. <laughs> well, maybe that's just so the I was way wrong, they do it. So you know, was, it takes a lot really, out of him. It really didn't matter. You know, one way or the other. Chewbacca because by then, I had dis, disconnected from this thing. <laughs> I disconnected from it from the opening shot of the really bad, bad illustration of the treehouse. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought, man, how can, how can any art like that, you know, get any worse? We can talk about the cartoon that's coming up <laughs> and worse art. <laughs> Well, that's where I thought drugs. Uh, they definitely do drugs. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they only got three fingers and a thumb. <laughs> yeah, 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 just four instead of the five. Well, that, that cartoon looked like it was like a prequel to heavy metal, you know? Like yeah, it was it like some, yeah. And, Only not done very well. Right, right. But I, kept, yeah. I, I started looking into it because I'm like... Really Dude. bad artists. Yeah, well, I was wondering because some of it was reminiscent of Mobius, you know? Like I saw yes, some of the creatures they, and stuff they, like that. So they I, they I wanted, to they wanted it to be the kind of that work. way. That yeah. was in the influence. And it does have kind of that, but it's just not very good. Yeah, but wasn't yeah. it done by the the same Canadian uh, production company that did heavy metal? Was it like Nalstar or uh, something Star- like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought they maybe this was the B or C team <laughs> from there that worked. Are they the ones that went on to the TV stuff? Oh, I have, yeah, I have no idea. I, you know, I think you know somebody you know from this. I think does you know whatever the Ewok. Remember that there was a couple of TV series. And I think they did them too. Oh. No, 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 no. See, see. <laughs> no, 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 stop. But yeah, and then we haven't even gotten into the soft core porn. Oh my gosh! Right in the middle of this thing, you know, we've got, we've got, uh, yeah, uh, Diane Carroll as yeah. the, uh, you know, online hostess. I'm gonna make you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's all, it's all a virtual setup. Uh, on on what's his name? Papa Wookie, whatever his name itchy, is. Itchy, itchy, itchy. Okay, on itchy. And itchy yeah, got a so scratchy. Itchy is interacting with the this uh, online or you know imaginary Diane Carroll diva. Yeah. And then she sings, and the song is appropriately creepy, which killed the mood. <laughs> so right there. you know, it's, yeah, the whole thing was just totally it, there again. The whole thing ended up becoming. A surreal romp through through you know this cocaine addled brain, <laughs> who who's given free reign. <laughs> yeah, it was like a husband and wife team that did most of it too. Like wrote the lyrics that, right? and they wrote and the, yeah the uh well and then who what was the rock band was it Jefferson Airplane Jefferson Starship 
Starship. Yeah. Jefferson, Jefferson Starship by this time. Yeah, yes. because yeah. there's no Grace oh, Slick, right? So. Yeah, no Grace. Just Marty Balin at the at yeah. the front, at the head. And uh, uh, Yorman. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the same members except for Grace. Yeah. It's, it's so again, it's it's just this this these weird disconnected skits songs that pop up. <clears throat> It just don't seem to really make any sense. I, I remember when I, I first saw it, you know, since I it first broadcast, I'm looking at this and I'm like, if I didn't know any better, I would say that this was kind of a dumb, like, sell video of like, hey, check out all these cool video effects we could do. Because a lot of it felt like that. Like, there's that whole, like, goofy little holograph uh, circus act with, with you got Lumpy sitting there going, oh, my God. That was know, so but let me interject. I <sighs> think that's way better than the holograms in the fucking movies. <laughs> So, so kudos to them for getting something right, you know. Yeah, Fuck Lucas and his, you know, bad boy tech. Jesus. Yeah, when Diane Carroll, when Diane Carroll was spinning and her her yeah. her, her uh, yeah. dress was kind of like floating, you're like, well, that's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, doesn't it seem like it looks like a hey, a proof of concept video? Like this is what we can do because it, it's just like, why is this here? This has no, there's no context here for this goofy little circus. There, you know. There's some context for the Diane Carroll bit. We get to watch Itchy get his rocks off uh, to Diane Carroll. I mean, it's just it's just weird. And the and again with the Jefferson Starship, it's like uh, it's another little holo box. They get to watch a, a little yeah. Concert, everything is concert. everything is through through video of yeah. some kind. If you watch from the beginning, everything it's all connected. You know, they have they have their their own their own version of of uh, Skype. Yeah. She's got uh, uh, she's got one of the first flat screen TVs that she watches the Julia Childs type thing on, right? Yeah. I mean, so you're like, yeah. oh, that's that's uh, that's you know mm-hmm. that's progressive. The uh, <laughs> 1978. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just cheesy. The production is just very cheesy. I think overall, the Wookies look pretty good. Yeah, Stan Winston. You know, Stan yeah. Winston. Yeah. 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 Rick he Baker. Was he yeah. was there. Rick Baker was there too. Yeah. Um, I mean. They the, probably used a lot of these old masks from, uh, well, look like it, from the cantina. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. Yeah. That's what yeah. they said. Or yeah. even just cut. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk talking about, oh, Jesus. The <laughs> overall story is getting Chewbacca home for Life Day. Life Day. Day. That's the thread. That's the thread yeah. throughout this whole thing. Life Day. And so, okay, how are we going to connect those? Let's show some scenes from <laughs> you know, the, the, the movie. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant! Oh, we got a cut scene we'll show. You know that has, was never seen, so it's therefore you know fodder. Man, repurposing! I love that. You know, that I is, like it. somebody was on their toes doing that. You know, putting that shit together. More cocaine. <laughs> what? Well, and there was one. Wasn't the cantina? Wasn't it like them watching the cantina and the cantina watching something where something, they were? Yeah, and they were, yeah, they were yeah. both then watching the the announcement. It was really weird how it that all yeah. came together because they were they were watching the announcement from the Empire, and then they were watching it in the canteen. But they were watching the canteen on TV. I, I'm like I'm, I'm like I don't understand what's going on here at all. Pretty um, funny now that I think about it. It's kind of like a trip into the Matrix. Isn't it? it really it is. is. What yeah, really, really, which, really bad trip into the Matrix? Well, oh yeah, I'm not saying good. This is a virus, buddy. The eight yeah. bit Matrix. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to the eight bit. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. the Star Wars holiday special virus. It was a two <laughs> cyber virus. Yeah, it was a two bit matrix. <laughs> <laughs> two bit. <laughs> the, 
Well, and they literally walk off into the Matrix or what the fuck ever at the end. Yes. You know, they yes. just get some glowing, uh, you know, testicles and uh, follow them off into space. And then so everybody else is there. So everybody else must have had space testicles that they followed into the tunnel. Um, you know, to then be accosted by the singing of uh, Princess Leia. Uh, we, we, Carrie Fisher, we love you. But yeah, please, please don't sing. Nice cinnamon just, buns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, this spicy. So, so looking, spicy. looking back at this, you know, it, it, it and that's the only look, way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> it, looking at this, you, you with you your back towards it. it yes. That's what you're, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, and the sound you, off. And the sound off. Yes. <laughs> and, and I love this. And you're in another room. You're, in fact, you're not even at home. You, you went out shopping. Well, something it's completely else on. Yes. <laughs> is that, you know, this, the, the cocaine fueled thought process here is like, well, we got to craft something that the kids are going to want to watch, but the adults want to watch too. Okay, fine. That's right. <laughs> this, but and this, fail this, at both. Yes. both, both. <laughs> exactly. Right. They, they've got enough of the Star Wars in there where you're like, okay, well, maybe. But again, B. Arthur, Art Carney, I mean, th- th- where's Lyle Wagner? I mean, you would think if we're going for the the seventy stars, we're going uh, to try to grab. Days, right to the. I mean, and it's CBS, so. Uh, oh wait, this is seventy-seven. No, I was going to say, um, well, uh, Wonder Woman would have moved to ABC by this time, so I would have like, oh, let's grab some of our CBS stars, you know, move them in here. But the the popular ones, the ones you want to see, Art Carney. No, I don't want to see Art Carney selling schlepping porn to a geriatric Wookiee? I mean, that's just weird. I mean, uh, even by Star Wars standards, see, it's just... Yeah, see, this is, like, the this to me was, like, the clash of, you know, kid stuff with ah. the variety show, and then it just, like, it was one of those things I was excited for. I was a little disappointed that they had to put it on the night where they preempted Wonder Woman and the Hulk, right? Yeah, no. And so I thought, well, it's yeah, Star Wars, yeah. so that'll be cool, but about halfway through it, I'm like, I'm missing Wonder Woman and the Hulk for this shit. I'm like, what yeah. is... Mm-hmm. It was like the hugest letdown for me when I was watching it as a kid. And I I was, uh, you know, just starving for anything Star Wars. Because we went and saw it once, you know, and then you're like, you don't... No video, no DVDs, none of that kind of stuff back then. Uh, and that wasn't going to be on TV forever, right? I mean, it was yeah. like... I don't know, it was in the mid-80s. <laughs> this is how, I don't remember this in the movie. <laughs> Well, and then Harrison Ford the entire time looks like he just doesn't want to fucking be there. He's like, oh, what? He what, what is this? What am I doing here? You know, you, yeah. you see any interview with Harrison Ford? I think there's a great one with um, uh, Conan. Conan O'Brien. And he's asking him, yes. and, yes. and he's just like this. He's just shaking his head and not even looking at the camera. It doesn't great. exist. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's well, well yeah. Then he said, then he said, I think we got a clip and Harrison Ford turns around and grabs him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then he stabbed her. He stabbed Conan with Callista Falockhart. <laughs> but then we just to talk about the the pop culture aspect of this, you know, um, and and where this comes off in the grand scheme of the Star Wars uh, pop cultural phenomenon. You know, it is a a major pop cultural phenomenon around the world, not just in the United States. It's it's a, it's a global thing. Did they and. Uh, they, they, you know, by this time, and you know, Lucas said, "Well, you know, we want to keep, you know, keep keep our our image in in the people's minds." That was his whole idea, you know. Um, and if you think about it, that's pretty just kind of kind of 
you know, greedy and, you know, more, you know, it, but anyway, and, and then just to walk away from it because at the time, you know, Star Wars wasn't really that big yet. You think about it. It was, it was getting there, but I mean, it was not there yet. You know, it took, it took a couple of, a few more, you know, years for that to really hit. And so I think, you know, him giving up control and not even thinking about it, you know, it's just a really bad mistake on his part. Well, um, that's, that probably ended any chance. At, well, because after that, I think everything had to go through him. So this was probably the reason why that that rule was in place, um, because yeah. stepping back and let somebody else do it gave us this special. And he's like, that's that's not happening again. Yeah. <laughs> Did they ever reshow it? Did they ever reshow no. it? Yeah, okay, nope. that's what I thought. Only was, once. Yeah. At one time, and it is <laughs> notoriously hard. Like a virus, lifeday.exe, it's terribly hard to kill. You can't get rid of this thing. It keeps popping up on on um, YouTube, Daily Motion, Vimeo, whatever. I, I'm of the camp where it's like, look, own it. You guys made it. Just own it and just go with it. Now, funny enough, uh, in season one of Mandalorian, and I'm not giving any spoilers for those of you who have not watched season one or two of Mandalorian, they make reference to Life Day in the show, which I think was John Favreau's kind of way of going, <laughs> suckers, I just made it canon. Deal with it. And I'm like, there you go. And I, so I give them credit. They're like, look, it stinks. It's not great. But, you know, it's us. So let's just put it out on Blu-ray. I, I would like to have a cop, a good copy that I could sit there and make fun of in, in, in high def. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, I, I you know the whole bit with the the uh, what the imperial uh, the whatever the imperials or the whatever that were on the thing. My favorite was when they call him back and he's got that fucking huge antenna on that walkie-talkie that he has to pull out. You know, and then he's got to he's got to reach clear up there and and get it to go back down. <laughs> uh, I'm like, wow, that's high tech right there, right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Not not long tech ourselves. anyway. Long tech, yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, I still don't understand what was the what was the machine that uh, had uh, the little child Wookiee was building, and he had the instructions that he had to watch Harvey Keitel. Was Harvey Keitel some sort of a robot, or was that the yeah, he, effects of the cocaine? Yeah, no, 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 it was just it was Harvey Keitel. It's not Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> I always act this way. Which would have made it very odd, because considering that most of the time Lumpy is watching this video like this. Eh. Right. <laughs> All right, we we need to we need to take that footage, put Harvey Keitel for Bad Lieutenant in that scene, put that up on Unsane. That, that'll, be, go. that'll, that'll uh, be gold, Jerry. Gold. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Harvey Corman, not Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same thing. I, I, I think he was just. Working on a computer communication device? Well, I thought he was supposed to be like a robot or something. I don't know. It's, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, for some reason, the way it, it, it was doing, I thought he was supposed to be a robot yeah, or something. Yeah, we just stand up know. with a an unfunny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's, what was that? I just, missed it. Heartbeats. Heart, heart <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, really? yeah. oh, man. Now, that's a movie we should talk about sometime. There you but, go. Uh, it just... I, yeah, it's just, oh, it's so, it's just so weird. Unfunny skits, even by those, that, that by the 70s standards. And, uh, no. Yeah. 
So, yeah, the love, so we the all love, agree. And then the, <laughs> the love story between uh, B. Arthur and Harvey Corman as the volcano head. Um, and she, uh, the cantina owner. And does her just great song, you know. She sound, you know, she does a good impression of Frank Sinatra. She does. <laughs> ah, my balls. <laughs> Who wants some more love juice? Let me get yes. my moo-moo. <laughs> yes. Move it aside. Here, hold the cup under there. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Got to get every drop. Next. Every drop of juice. <laughs> You like that topped off? <laughs> Let me get rid of the foam. I'm gonna stick that. Uh, that that looks that's too much like a rim job. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's pre magma. Sorry. That's. <laughs> yes, the Star Wars holiday special. The Coneheads. <laughs> Prior. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would much rather watch that. Sleep on this. Yeah. All right. Gadfly. Have we? Uh, have we? Have we properly crucified this uh, piece of cinematic history? Well, I think it should be canon. No, I mean it should be shot from a canon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, I, I'm not sure there's much else we could say about this. Should we move on to what we've been watching lately? Sure, what have we been watching? Yeah, we have. I'd like to the know. The fucking Star Wars holiday <laughs> special. <laughs> God. That's, I know, it's burned in. Oh. I'm going to admit, I watched it at 1.5 speed. Sometimes two, two speed, right? Like when oh, they yeah. started singing, oh. I'm just like, yeah, double that. <laughs> Uh, I get the gist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, if the, a I'm, good Alvin and the Chipmunk song. Yeah, if the Wookies aren't saying anything important, I, you can watch it like at twice the speed, right? You know, you're like, oh yeah, yeah I know what's going on here. And they and always the planes, when, when when Munchy Crunchy Kid is flying his plane would be better faster. I think. You know? uh, well, I watched Dexter <laughs> New Blood, the first what three episodes of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I actually kind of liked it. You know, so I didn't think it was that bad. It made me want to go back and watch the first season of Dexter because I think that's really the only really good season uh, from it because it has a sense of humor. The like back you know when it was, first came out, um, and uh, I don't know Michael was it Michael C Hall is that his name? He uh, he still yeah. has that look in his eyes where he's uh, he's able to like kind of push those brows down and just look you know stone cold scary. Hey, didn't he do? Uh, oh, what was? Dead Zone? Wasn't there a TBC? Don't know. I don't, I've been, I don't know. I remember. I thought he played in that too. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. I haven't I seen know. much of him lately. I was just, uh, you know, I think uh, Professor Feather mentioned that it was free on YouTube, the first three uh, episodes. So I, I thought, oh, I'll give it a watch. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of good. It's just a mini series, so they're not, you know, they're not going to have like it's not multiple seasons. Even though I have seen it labeled as season one <laughs> in a couple of places, so I think they're leaving the door open if uh, if they need to. Um, but uh, it's pretty funny because now instead of his dad uh, appearing to talk to him, it's his sister um, is now <laughs> appearing and giving him shit all the time, um, which I thought was kind of cool. Anyone else, or did the holiday special just just completely warp everybody's tender sensibilities? 
I've been rewatching. Uh, we just recently got Brit Box, and I've oh. been uh, we've been uh, rewatching uh, the Doctor Blake mysteries. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's an Australian broadcasting corporation production. Um, it went for like seven seasons or something like that, um, and it takes place in the early '60s, probably something like that. Early '60s, I would I would say. Um, very good, very great, great actors. Really cool stories, and um, it you know, I'm not Australian, so it's nice to watch something that's not familiar. You know, although. They, it takes place in the town of Ballarat, and coincidentally, there's uh, one of the stories by uh, – oh, God, I can't think of her name. It's the Franny Fisher, Australian – this was an Australian uh, um, book that became a TV show, an Australian TV show called Franny Fisher. Um, and she talks about Ballarat quite a bit, which uh, one of her books is called, I think, Last Train to Ballarat or something like that. But it's a it's it's kind of a you know a look into the past of this small Australian town, not real small, but you know a, a, a fair size I should say. Um, and he's the doctor, but he's also like the the coroner. You know, he works with the police, and he's just in, incredibly inquisitive, um, and he has a great backstory. You know, it's just it's a, it's a, just a really good mystery kind of mystery show, and you know and. You know, soap opera, like like you know, every good show has, has good soap operatic qualities. And this one has has those too. That's what I've been watching. One of the things I've been watching. Yeah. Actually, I just got done watching uh, Stalker on uh, HBO Max. Uh, it's a Russian movie, sci-fi movie. They call it sci-fi, but it's I don't know more. It is. I mean, it's classified as that, but it's more fantasy driven i guess what's it about it's it's the basic idea is that something fell out of the sky is what you know what they say and there's like this zone that people cannot go into there's a certain mutants that can guide people in and supposedly at the center of the zone is a room that grants your every desire your or your greatest desire and so but the trip, it's the trip and the, to get there and them talking about the zone and stuff. It, it, it's, yeah, it, it's an interesting movie. And the it got me interested enough that I went back and looked at a couple of, uh, uh, they talked about the production of this movie, which I guess was just insane. It was It was like literally filmed three different times. First time they had this beautiful movie, I guess, and they sent the the film to Moscow, but it was like on a new Kodak film that they weren't equipped to to uh, develop, and they ruined the film. Everything had like a oh, green shit. tint to it. Oh, yeah, and they showed a couple of clips in this. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, it was like a uh, so, but they thought that killed it, but no, they whoever financed them, they they literally reshot the whole thing and where they are reshooting these things or the the sets for these things were like these old abandoned uh uh power plants in like Romania and things like that and just real with toxins and radiation and stuff they said this has probably killed most of the cast and crew of this movie because they end up doing this a third time at these places and it's just it's crazy one of the they showed this in the movie 
and it looks so cool. Just the way the color and the, the way they filmed it through the lens, it's so unreal, but in real life, they were saying what you're looking at on the surface of the water is like this toxic foam. And the particulates that you're seeing, it kind of looks like a snow or a mist, is toxic shit. They were saying the women on the set, exposed skin would like break out. Toxic. I mean, it, yeah. yeah but toxic. you have to see the scene. Once you understand that and you see the scene, the scene's like just, it's beautiful, actually. It's quite beautiful. And But understanding what it is it puts like a whole new spin on it yeah the movie's really interesting on all sorts of levels but it, yeah i'd go i'd recommend what's the, that, name, what's that, the name of it stalker God, oh and stalker. another thing stalker yeah okay and where they i guess another thing was this happened around chernobyl time oh. and i guess there were people that would go in they called it the zone, yeah, the zone. around the radiation and there were people that would go in and out uh-huh. for you know to take things in and out of the and they they were called stalkers and it oh, was just, okay. Yeah, it was kind of. Oh, that's yeah. nev- that's so there's a parable to yeah to that, but oh, and then they cool. are saying that director was uh, he saw 2001, did not like it. Oh, <laughs> by the way, yeah, he didn't like it. It was totally he did not like it. He I, so this movie is kind of like they are saying this is kind of his uh, anti 2001 movie because it's not logical on that kind of a level, you know, where his was like Kubrick's was cold and straight and clean. His was. This guy also did uh, Solaris too. Oh. Uh, the director, yeah. Wait, so. the the original, the original Russian. Yes. 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 It's the same director. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. And if you haven't seen uh, the, there's a mini series on HBO, and it's on HBO Max. Is uh, Chernobyl that goes that talks oh, about yes. that whole thing. Um, there's three episodes is all, um, and it is just whack. It's really good. Uh, I had a problem with the second episode because it was about the stalkers that had to go in and uh, wipe out the animals because they were all, uh, you know, radioactive. Radio, yeah. yeah, and they didn't mm-hmm. want to run, run, spreading. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was, I had a hard time watching that part. I mean, I was literally like fast forward <laughs> through parts of it because it was just too tra- too traumatic. But just that whole yeah. story of what went on in, in the zone, as they called it, um, and those freaking uh, miners, you know, that would go in yep. underneath to kind of dig out, you know, and they they were just those are super badass dudes. <laughs> um, and come to find out, most of those people, you're like, all oh, those people got to be dead. Most of them are still alive. That that did all that stuff. These people, the miners, they <laughs> they come out of the mine and they're buck naked, um, and they're like what's going on he goes it's really hot down there <laughs> and they're like well and they can't have fans because that would just blow particulates all over the place so they all just stripped their clothes off and started digging <laughs> underneath that that this radioactive uh, place um yeah it's really you know it shows you know just how fucked up a bureaucracy is but it also shows like, uh, like just some serious bravery you know uh some people yeah, who are yep. just badass that's crazy man it was a great series yeah I'm really good yeah that. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess back going back to that movie Stalker, I guess one of these power plants in Romania was uh, the site of uh, there was a 50 nuclear disaster. Apparently, it's like rated number four. I you know these kind of on whatever scale Chernobyl being one. But I guess there was a spill around this village. But anyway, yeah. So they were exposed to all this stuff. Yeah. Just, but saying that it gives this movie this incredible just testopian look, you know, just everything always, it's beautiful, but yet everything's in decay. Is that, is it like being overgrown, overtaken by stuff? And 
it's kind of weird because uh, the first half of the movie is like in like the sepia color, but once they enter the zone, it suddenly turns to this brilliant color, and it's just it was yeah. There's yep. their first mistake. They should have left that green tent. And said we can use that. Yeah, some of them didn't, didn't have to be bad. fucking sepia. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. No, sepia <laughs> though has sepia has a semiotic uh, effect. But yeah, you're right though. Uh, they did show a couple of scenes from the one of the the green tinted ones. They weren't that bad. But I guess apparently they they were saying yeah, too bad they can't find the real because they probably could color correct it now. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But they lost they lost the print yeah. in a fire. In '88 or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah that too bad. First, that was the first thing running in the back of my head when you mentioned that. It's like, well, that they've got the color correct. Else. Yeah. yeah. Scan yeah. it and color correct it. Oh, that's a that's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. Man, I'm definitely gonna have to check this out. I've me too. Yeah. Right now. So and uh, so for me, uh, we just finished watching the Foundation series on Apple TV oh, yeah? Plus, which is following the uh, Isaac Asimov Foundation trilogy. I think. According to my friend who's read through all of them, Charles, he said that we're probably midway through book one for season one of the show. And it's it it's tracking with the book pretty closely. It's like all the high notes of the book are there, book one. But between them, they've sort of changed um, like some key events and some of the characters have been gender swapped a little bit to make it more um, you know inclusive, which is fine. It doesn't alter the story at all. Um, and so far, I, I've I've. Generally, I've, I've liked it. It's an impressive production. It's beautiful to look at. There's some really interesting themes. There's there's one just really brilliant idea I don't think I've seen before. And this this really isn't giving anything away. It's just the way that they explained. One of the plots of the original novel is that there's this, this sort of gene- genetic dynasty, this, this emperor who the main planet is called Trantor. And there's this emperor of trantor and he it's like the same guy and what they established is that each each uh, emperor is a clone of the first one cleon the first and so what they establish in the in the (laughs) series is that there are there are three versions at one time there's brother day brother dusk and brother dawn so you get a child version of the emperor the adult version of the emperor and the sort of senior citizen version of the emperor and they they all rule at the same time brother day has sort of like you know he's he's the lead guy but it's an interesting idea because the older one sort of counsels the brother dusk counsels brother day who then's teaching brother dawn and i haven't seen anything like that in a series before and and it's interesting because the three actors that play these characters they'll jump forward in time and when you see them they're they're the same actors, but they have to play the characters based on the previous version, so that they're they're the way they approach the character changes, and it's it's really interesting. So I've really liked that that approach to the that part of the novel. So we've I've, we've enjoyed that, and uh, I could save this for another show, but saw Ghostbusters Afterlife at the theater. Did you like it? I did. It's okay. not a perfect movie. Um, there are some things about it that I would have done a little bit differently, but overall I liked it. It was came off like a fusion of an Ivan Reitman film and an 80s Steven Spielberg film, like E.T., like the, the kid aspect. There's that kind of, you know, the way that he did E.T., and there's this this sort of like, you know, I don't, I don't want to say like rose-colored glasses, but that kind of like you're thinking about your childhood and you, you kind of like... Right. Correct it. it. That kind of patched in there and you were thinking well why would we take ghostbusters and move it into the into the kids but 
without spoiling the ending, I think it was the right decision to kind of keep this going forward. I but I did enjoy it. It, it was pretty good. It was great in IMAX because uh, oh, there it is again. IMAX. Great in IMAX. There it is. Yeah. We should have a little thing every time I say it, it was great in IMAX. Just <laughs> yeah. Ring a bell. Yeah. Um, Yours is great in IMAX. Oh, sorry. Feathers is I saw that in the theater. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to see that one. Um, the uh, I, what's the other thing I watched is uh, I've been watching the Wheel of Time uh, that's on. Oh yeah. Uh, Prime. I, I've never read any of the 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 novels. Yeah. You know, they you, just you didn't really interest me. Um, I think the TV show is really good, but a caveat is that I really like cheesy fantasy TV shows, right? So I, you know, I watch The Seeker, so, you know, whatever, Legend of the Seeker and, you know, all the Xena and all those kinds of things that uh, just, you know, there's kind of a guilty pleasure with all that stuff. But I would say that this one's a little higher quality. They literally built like one of the biggest studios around the set. Um, and it's the coolest thing I think about it is there's a lot of practical effects. So they've got all these armies of monsters and they're just crazy looking, but it's, you can tell it's practical effects that they're using for a lot of that stuff. Um, so it's, uh, it's pretty good. That's about it. Anybody else? No, No, just rehashing some old movies, but you know, watch about 15, 20 minutes of it and eh, seen that. (laughs) (laughs) The maze, the maze, like corn. Uh, amazing! Oh, oh. <laughs> it's terrible. Maze balls. Oh. Old postmodern B movie watching. <laughs> it was <laughs> the big frog in the middle of the maze. Remember that? In three D, Richard Carlson. He had, this is so stupid. He inherits like a a Scottish castle because his eccentric uncle. Anyway, the secret or the curse or whatever it was, he goes there and apparently. This guy's like what, two hundred years old or whatever, and he's like stuck in his amphibian stage of birth when he was he was so fucking stupid. Anyway, he's a big ass frog, and it's just I just remember them, you know, like the butlers ushering him down the hall, and you see him hopping around, the guy in a frog suit and his knees and shit. But anyway, and it was in three D, which I find odd choice of movies to be in three D. But so you watched at it you. in three D? No. Oh, but, okay. But it, initially, when it came right, out, right? Initially, it was, in 3D, it was yeah, three D movie, which I still think is an odd choice of movies to put in three D. But yeah, I I agree. I for and this just off topic. I just watched the trailer for this movie. I don't remember how this crossed my path, but I saw it, and it it was one of those movies where they got the star to come on. Hi, I'm Richard Carlson. You're going to see me in a new movie that's potentially terrifying, and I'm like, no, it's not. You've just no, you, no. This is just gonna, this is gonna be weird and stupid. Tadpole of Doom. <laughs> Frogus, <laughs> the Leaper, Teenage but, Mutant Ninja Turtles, Frogs. <laughs> so now I'm gonna have to watch it because now that you've seen it, I'm like, all right, I have to pitch this one in. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. Speaking of bad movies or just kind of B movies that I watched, I watched Ozone uh, by uh, what's his name? Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah. It's oh, uh, Bookwater. Yeah, Bookwater. Book yeah. Um, which yeah. I thought was not for the budget they had. It's actually pretty good. Um, and then the main guy that they have for the actor is pretty good. It's kind of an interesting uh, thing. And, you know, we were just at a convention where we sat. He was across the aisle from us uh, at a table. Um, and I didn't really know much any, anything about him. You know, I heard you guys, uh, Professor Feather and um, uh, yes, Tar, we mention have, him. Multiple we have times. his book on how to produce a movie. Yeah. Well, got it in what, 90, what, 90? 
And and how was it bound? 1990. (laughs) Spiral bound, yeah. Spiral bound, yes. Didn't he work for like a bunch of B-movie? Tempe. It was Tempe. That was his. Anyway, was his that was his. That was his. But he he got his start working for like uh, Herschel oh, yeah. Gordon or not. I don't know. I don't know if it's one of those B movie you know guys. I'm sure. Um, but if you watch Ozone for the budget, this practical uh, the practical effects are pretty good. Uh, he's got a good sense of like where to set a camera and you know editing and and he does all of it himself. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, so I was actually a lot more impressed with it than I thought I was going to be. Um, so. I watched that, and I was going to watch some other ones, but I thought, nah, I should just probably stop there. <laughs> you know, leave oh. with leave with a good, uh, you know, a, a, a decent impression, a decent one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did finish. I did watch another B movie horror. Uh, it was uh, the Black Rose, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just uh, yeah. oh, a, yeah. an aftershock production. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, Gadfly, uh, Gadfly. <laughs> Douglas, Douglas, good, good, good acting, right? Was yeah. I? Oh, is that Lance the one Lando I'm in? Smith? That's yeah, the, huh? oh, the Black Rose. Oh, that's yes. the one I'm in, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. You and the other stoners. Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> By the way, it's pretty funny. Get that far through the episode, Tar? <laughs> yes, I, I finished. Right, it. Right, I finished good. it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, did you finish the whole episode? I did this time. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so, so it's all. Everything's there. Yes. Everything's cool. Looks good. Yeah, I thought so. Right on. Sorry, my, guys. Doing a little business here. That's all right. My, <laughs> my profile picture on uh, on Google is still from the Black Rose, where I've got the, the stocking yeah. hat on and the stem yeah. cigarette holder yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I forgot I mean, a lot Gadfly, about that. It was typecast back then as a uh, uh, Johnny Depp slash Hunter, uh, Hunter S. Thompson, S. Thompson <laughs> wannabe. Knockoff. Knockoff. Knock I like that better. Knockoff. <laughs> I was what a thirty-eight-year-old. Skate- I was a thirty-eight-year-old skateboarder. Skateboarder, yeah, yeah. And you can tell I was thirty-eight because I had to climb over a wall two or three times, and it looks like I was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> you and those other guys are just—you guys. It that was pretty funny. You guys, that part where uh, they were arguing, someone broke the bong. Yeah, yeah. And then he offers to duct tape it, and just that look—he just stopped it. <laughs> It was funny. Uh, it made me laugh. This is Toledo's answer to Cheech and Chong. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Uh, the catering. I'll, I'll be at the wrong answer, but yeah. it's just... <laughs> the catering was the best. They uh, they basically for an all day shoot, they got us a bag of cheese balls. I think it was, and then uh, they got a large pizza for like ten people. So we all got like half a slice. Yes, that was after the the smoke in the van. The, yeah, using the smoke machine back there. Yeah. For some reason, that one uh, Steve Buscemi meme is popping into my head. At any point, did you go, how do you do, my fellow dudes or something? <laughs> <laughs> Four kids? That's close. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's too funny. Oh, what was the what was that one guy's name? That He was also in uh, the Hillbilly one. Uh, he was kind of lumpy or whatever his name was. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. You know who I'm talking yeah, about, though, right? You know who you're talking about. Yeah. Sal um, Lizard? He played like, huh? What? Was it Sal Lizard? No, 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 that no, was no. Sal. <laughs> Sal. Sal's still around, I, I guess. But uh, no, um, what'd you call him? What'd you call him in the movie? Or what's his name in the movie? He played the the mayor or that bad guy in the Moonshine one too. Yeah, I don't uh, know. It was right. funny. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. It was made me laugh. All right. Well, I think it's time. You guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! 
eked out 47 minutes with that Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> and you are listening to... Wonder Woman, starring Linda Carter, and Incredible Hulk, starring Bill Bixby, will return at their regular times next Friday evening on most of these stations. And in my pants. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back. <Yeah. laughs> Where can you find us? Oh yeah, unsaneradio at gmail.com. Keep them, keep them flowing. And tarnfeather.com. You can't forget about us. Yeah, tarnfeatherpsychocinema.com slash tarnfeatherpsychocinema slash FB slash 1.204763. Just remember yeah. all that and you'll come right to our web, our, our Facebook page. There's face to face. <laughs> you guys face are, to face. You guys are a new kind of slasher. <laughs> Cereal, man. With milk. <laughs> it's a forward slasher movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's better than a backslash. Metal horror on the Unseen Radio Network. Mm, featuring Dr. Head, who isn't here in this episode. But hey, heavy metal horror. Go check it out. All Problem over fans. the interwebs. He, they got a Facebook page, don't they? Yeah. I can't talk like that. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't forget Mark, Mark Justice, comma, writer, also on Facebook. And after you've seen all that fun stuff, check out We Freaks on Facebook. W-E-E-F-R-E-E-K-Z. A webcomic that'll tickle your toes, and hopefully that's it. Bong. Bong, indeed. <laughs>